Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Our sermon changed yesterday. Praise the Lord. Leo inaitwa Ineos 159. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about Jehovah Ineos. The God of Records. We're going to talk about the 159 miracle. Hey, this is your first Sunday, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about who are the pacemakers in your life. Do you have pacemakers? Who's in your team? And then we're also finally going to talk about, my wife is not in the room, who she is. A good wife waits at the finish line. Amen? <laughs> but we are going to talk about lies that we believe about ourselves. Last week was lies we believe about God, lies we believe about ourselves. Next week is lies we believe about others, and then finally, lies we believe about our society. Open your Bibles to First John, not First Ellen, First John, chapter 2, verse 12 to 17. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have, been, you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the father. He repeats again. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. The word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world. Verse 17, the world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God will live forever. Let's say amen. <laughs> Here's a list of the many famous lies ever told in history and that we still encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. This is something we'll be doing throughout the month. Number one, I haven't duped you, my friend. I'm my friend. Or like we know it, you know those people. You stuff, so. That's a lie. I am in between jobs. You know that statement? Inamanishanga? I don't have a just say I don't have a job. What I mean between jobs. How can it be in between jobs? So your your one foot is on this one, the other foot is on this one. That's a lie. Ah yeah, this is another one. What you are adding? See, can all the single ladies come and catch the bouquet? Is that a truth or a lie? At you after you, what will happen? At you taolewa. Me, I know guys who a hundred bouquets and they are still going. Aya kuna i. Hey, ike. Can't say kumba pesa apa. Akuna inchijisa. Help me with some money. I'll give it back tomorrow. Ama end month. <laughs> if you vote for me, I'll build roads, schools, and hospitals. Here, yeah, I'm not pointing any fingers. Aya, in your social media, type amen and see God do signs and wonders in your life today. I hate type amen. Type. 
I am doing it. Share this and you will be blessed. Kwanza <laughs> hii, ah wachungaji, hey God forgive us. This year will be your year. Can't say come here forgive me. The following statistics, this is something we'll be, we'll be doing the whole month, will probably be known to us. The number one place you are sure to, mo- to find the most lies is where? Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mungu msamehe. Where is it? Huh? Uh, maybe not really, not home. Social media. When we are posting that everything is okay every time, I don't think that's the truth. Sijeo na mtu na post gari na boga. Ama uji. Having the best uji in there. We always post Java. Mombasa. Burger King. Big Square. The new Range Rover. Hey. Online liars tend to avoid using the word I as much as possible. It's always we or something else. Online liars tend to use negotiation a lot. E.g. I am not sad. Okay? They negate their statements. Rather than saying I'm not happy. Not sad. Not happy. Not sad. Not happy. Online liars tend to try too hard to be honest. Prefacing things with phrases like, Must it to be honest? You know those ones? Like, to tell you the truth, the group of people that get to be lied to the most, who do you think is on the top of that list? Who do you think gets to be lied to the most? Especially in our society today. Number one is voters. Sindio, as a voter, to nothing happens. Number two is parents. Parents in the house. And especially, when your kids start approaching teenage, hey, I'm not looking forward, Jehovah, help us. Young adults, and finally, spouses. Sweetie, the many spouses in the house, amen? In order for a car to function, guys, we know this, it not only needs an engine, but it needs the drivers. Gari is equal to what in Gari to test it, you need someone to do the, the driving. See, Nicole. But more than that, as is a case of, of concern in cases especially of motor accidents, the proper use of the vehicle mirrors is up there with many, other, many others. Yani many accidents happen if we don't pay attention to the mirrors in the car. The rear view mirror, the side mirrors. It is a well-known thing that there are areas around the vehicle that cannot be directly observed by the driver while at the controls. There's a driver on this side, Akomakini, and if he says something off, he will kill me after the service. It is normally the side areas right between what the rear mirror sees and the side mirror sees. This is what is known as the blind spot. I don't know if you know it. Blind spot in a car. There's an area right between what the rear, rear view mirror sees and the side mirror in our that is not covered by the mirrors if you don't set them properly that is the blind spot you know even on roads the place where you can only see until the corner so over there where you can't see is a blind spot 
side view mirrors then are good are a good example of what of how we compensate for our blind spot blind spots so to make sure these spots are clear before changing lanes as a driver you have to physically turn around to look and see what kind of crazy stuff is going on when you're just looking at the side mirror and especially on our roads you have to kind of double check to make sure everything is okay remember that thing you taught in primary school look right look left look yeah it again is to avoid blind spots you've seen the advert of the guy in the motorbike it's a famous uk advert he comes on the road with his car and then looks left looks right and then gets into the the road the next thing you see is a crash between a motorcycle and the car blind spots it is a major cause of accidents not just in our country but in the world if you haven't caused one already these accidents based on blind spots you're probably on your way on your way if you don't pay attention to what we're going to be talking about today the beauty is one can actually correct this invisibility by adding a blind spot mirror they are there you've seen them in the cars to your already existing side mirrors or just making sure you buy a car with a fitted blind spot here i'm going somewhere so allow me to just continue if we move the conversation to us the human beings having a blind spot in each eye is a natural occurrence and is typically not a cause for concern there's an area in the back of your eyeball that cannot necessarily make what is in front of it for example if you close your right eye and put a, a, a plus sign and a dot in front of you there is a point at which you cannot see especially the one on your right if you close your right eye there's a 15 degree angle that your your eye can this especially if you're closing the right the left cannot see past and it continues on there's a way that even if you're standing over here there's there's a part up always on and that is just natural ikitu tunajua very well but i'm leading somewhere these occurs because of the structure of the eye and the lack of photoreceptors you're likely not even aware of your blind spot in your day to day living because your brain fills in any missing information the reason you have two eyes in your ear to cover up for the blind spots if you just had one would have noticed they are not as a those guys have a problem that you probably don't do not have it is said on the other hand though the study of good leadership in the place nali the study of good leadership says that one of the best qualities to have is self awareness self awareness where are you standing i'm standing in front of people on my left the airport on my right embarcasse self awareness is having a clear perception of your personality who you are including strengths weaknesses thoughts beliefs motivation and emotion self awareness allows you and i to understand other people eh unaelewa man you we just in a season manchester ni season tu ni season understanding eh 
You understand how people perceive you, your attitude and your responses to them in the moment. Having awareness creates the opportunity to make changes in behavior and beliefs. King David was self-aware. Self-aware. Let me read something. Psalms 51.3 tells us, I know, and I'm here, um, he writes in the book of Psalms, my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. He knows. He knows his faults. He knows where he goes wrong. Jeremiah was self-aware. He says in 14.20 of Jeremiah that we acknowledge our wickedness to you, O Lord, in the guilt of our ancestors. We have indeed sinned against you. This guy knew where he was going wrong. Can you tell for certain, for certainty, that you know where you go wrong? Like You know for sure that you're off. That is self-awareness. Just knowing what's wrong with yourself. Paul the Apostle urged the Corinthians to be self-aware when he gave them directions to taking the Holy Communion. We do this every time we take the Holy Communion. He told them in 1 Corinthians 11, 28 and 29 that everyone ought to examine himself. We have to examine ourselves before we take of the communion. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment of themselves. I can be to guys, be, be aware. Beware. That this thing, I find you two of you, we're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. There's a reason behind what you're doing. Jesus gave a stern warning on being self-aware. Alisema, in Matthew 7, 3 to 5, why do you look at the speck, you know this one, of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? Why are you so quick? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own? He calls us hypocrites, verse 5. Take the plank out of your own first. Know you, jiangalia kwanza, before you point the fingers. The question we ask ourselves today then is, are we self-aware? Can you say, hey, pasiba, mi hapo nikona, hey, plus, nikofiti. I know exactly who I am, what's wrong, what are the strengths, the weaknesses, the pluses, the minuses, where I need to improve, where I don't need to improve, I know. That is what we're asking today. In the journey to becoming better, we must be self-aware. We must be self-aware. There is a catch though. Just like a vehicle driver who cannot see all the way around the vehicle and just like the eye has an area it can't see well from, we also have areas in our lives that we can't see. Believe it or not, areas we are blind to, our very own blind spots. As a person, we have blind spots. These are the lies that we believe about ourselves. If I, like, if, I'm sorry, until I get X, that is when I'll be happy. If I have X amount in the bank, that is when I'll be happy. If I'm at X in life, that's when I'll be happy. If I had more time to do this, that is when I'll do it. If I do X, 
People will like me. If I don't do X, they will not like me. I don't need anyone. I will make it on my own. I know everything. Hey, hey, boss. I need to make it out of this problem. I know everything. I don't need... I'm good. Me, myself, and I took a sour. The situation in my life is as a result of others. It is their fault. And it will never be my fault. The lies we believe about ourselves. Nobody cares about me. Kunaia. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Nobody even gives me a minute of their time. Nobody cares. I will never make it out of this. Yani this situation of my life, this is it, this is the end, case closed. I will never make it out. I am the only one, this is another lie, going through this. You know that one? Like those guys out there missed me, but I am the only one going through this. I seriously can't believe that there's someone out there who doesn't like me. I am liked by everyone. I am like almost Jesus. Hey, those guys. And now this one is the hey, this is the mother of them all. I have to follow my heart. At young me say my even get my end. I'll be left with the kids today. What lies do you believe about yourself? Have you ever taken um, a roll call of the things you believe? And just said, okay, I believe this one I don't. This one I believe this one I don't. And especially for you, for yourself. There's a time, there's a time I used to believe God cannot use guys who are not six foot and above. <laughs> Until I saw Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin is five foot three. I was like, hey, Mungo ni And I believed. Do you know believed? Seriously believed. So if you ask me to do something beyond what because you do something significant, I'll be like, no. I don't believe that. These guys who assume that if you're not light-skinned, you're not looking. If you're not scared, he's light-skinned. Like, hey. These guys who believe that. There's a time that black was not beautiful. Remember, back in the day, black was a problem. In some cases, it still is, believe it or not. What are the lies you believe about yourself? There are guys who actually assume they can never run a company. Nobody in my family has anything even close to a business. So how, how do I even start one? How can I even be a boss of a company? How? These people believe if they do not have a master's or a degree, they cannot work anywhere. That is their belief and they stick to it. And you cannot tell them different. What are the lies you believe about yourself? Because I kid you not, you're living right in them and stopping everything else that probably God wants to do through you. Moses said he was a summer. Remember? Imagine God here. God has come out of his glory into your space. Do you know how 
crazy that is. And then you dare tell him, Hearty boss, I think you made a mistake. I can't even speak. And Atakumaliza Fero Nishida. Fero. And he's like, Ah, Yapan, I think you, you have it twisted. Gideon was up early, an angel came and sat next to this monoum. Hey, how are you, brother? How are you doing? So now, God I'm going to send to you. He's like, Hey, man, he rode it where you've been sent. Me, I'm not doing that thing. What, what, what are the lies you believe about you? Because I kid you not, they are stopping you from doing exactly what God wants you to do. They are stopping you from living the life God has called you to live. What do you believe? about? Not about the world and about others. Today it's about you and I. What, what are those things you believe? There's a time I believed because my parents are not that wealthy, I would never amount to anything. The best that I would amount to was some guy working somewhere doing a job and getting paid and that was it. So you can imagine my show when I'm in London sitting with students. Then I'm like, you know, there's a confusion now because you're like, hey, what just happened? Hiya. So come these things can happen. What lies do you believe about yourself? Because I kid you not, if you continue to believe in those lies, hey, guys, it is a known fact that each one of us has at least 3.4, I don't know why it's 0.4, blind spots. The lies we believe about ourselves. And now, to bring it closer home, this can range from things we think we know about ourselves to the things we completely don't know about ourselves. Let me give an example. Some of us think we are very handsome. Praise the Lord. Some of us think we are very ugly. And you are never going to be seen or get married or just have fun. Some of us actually think we're very kind. And they are the most selfish brother or sister on earth. What is it that you believe? Each one of us has at least three. And at least three means you either believe things that are there or things that are not. For example, what I've said. Ah, me, me, as from what I know, I am a very good boss. If you ask your staff members, who them has issues? I am actually, I never get angry. Hey, me, Kikasirika is for a reason. But those close to you, when they ask, they can actually say, this guy has anger issues. What are those three? Do you know them? To combat these blind spots, we can actually do the following. I'll be quick on these ones. We must look at our, ourselves objectively. These identifying strengths, weaknesses, likes, dislikes, what you enjoy versus what you don't enjoy. The more you intentionally look for these things, the more you have a very clear perception of who you are. Journaling, one of the beauties of journaling, it really helps with your thoughts. Your feelings. What am I feeling right now? That is a feeling. So why? Why do you feel like slapping this person? Successes, failures, do you journal them? At the end of every day, when they are put down, it forces moments of reflection. 
This is very close to putting down goals, plans, or priorities. It's almost similar to Germany. They're not very far apart. Taking of personality and psychometric tests helps us identify our traits. It, there's a reason why companies tell you, ah, can you just do this test before we move on to the next stage? It is not for fun, it's just a by the way. Ah, they're trying to find out who you are. Have you ever done a psychometric test because you assumed you are like this? And then you do it and you're told, ah, imagine uh, this trait you don't have. You are better off here. You're like, ah, it's because you probably never did it before. It is advised as a, as a person to be doing these tests over and over because we change this season because you have a baby there's a certain traits that is in you that you didn't have when you didn't it is important to be doing these tests so do you know your blind spots asking for trusted friends to describe us Trusted, not just any. The Bible says bad company, book of Corinthians, corrupts good morals. So I'm talking about trusted friends, friends that you admire, friends that you don't mind their lifestyle. And even if you do, you ask them for genuine feedback. Guys, what do you, how like if you're asked about me, what do you think I am? Who do you think I am? And no nini, as in usinifiche, just be honest. I have a friend that kikanae chile and betu, hey, my brother, hapa, hapa ukona selfishness. Hii ni, hii ni selfishness. Deal with it. Na diki toka hapa niko sawa, siya chiesa, oh, pari hii selfishness ni nae wana, what's your problem? Ah, 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 ah. Tumepeana hiyo. Tumepeana that access. You need to have that such kind of people close to you. Because if you only have people who are like, oh, you're the best person in the world, oh my God, you're so good, oh, ah, he trusts me, I don't care they'll be encouraging you for your shimo. It's not even your fault, uh-uh. Sometimes you need someone to just tell you, bro, eh, you're being lazy. Amka, stop sleeping. Are you still in bed? Why? Do you have those trusted friends? And not just to describe you, but give constructive feedback. And especially if you're in a place of work, always ask for constructive feedback. Guys, I've just finished this work. What do you think? How was it? And we need to learn. Even me, by the way, I am not 100% at a place where I take negative feedback nicely. I'm still, and I'm human. So we need to learn. We need to get to that place. So the more we do it, the more we get it from trusted people, the more we... But finally, and this, is, this will be the theme of this month, we have to practice the word of God through meditation, through solitude, through fasting and prayer. We have to practice the word of God. Because this eventually improves our mindful awareness. We are aware. If you're selfish, you sense the spirit telling you both up and down and off. And the spirit always, always directs if you let him. All the others are good, they are okay. But if you do not allow the word of God to indwell us, 
two correctors, two admonishers, two correct, two direct. There will be a problem. Jeremiah 17:9. Their heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? That's the NIV. I love the NLT, New Living Translation. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Hey, who really knows how bad it is? Their heart, which is almost at the core of who we are, is wicked. So how can you just trust it without challenging it? You've got to challenge it. How? The world, other people, friends, all we've talked about. We've constantly, we constantly have to challenge what it directs us to do. This is the man of men. Have you prayed? Are they believing? Whatever they are doing, is it in line with what God says? Is their heart in God? This is the one. But you're selling drugs. You're selling counterfeit goods. Is God happy with that? How is that okay with the Lord? We have got to challenge everything that comes from our heart. Why? Because part of it is still a mess. A Bible scholar once said that our hearts often deceive us, presenting heart fulfillment as the key to happiness. What we desire is often not what we need. The advice to be true to your heart is a lie. And so fails when the heart is deceitful above all things. The human heart, from what the verse says, is generally misleading above all things. The verse adds that it is also greatly wicked. This just means that it will often lead us to rebellion and disobedience. Do you know your blind spot? The areas you know very well. Hey, Appa, have you challenged even your character itself? Do you sit down and go, okay, today, Mazi, I had a very beautiful time over here. And here, I felt very angry. Why? Has someone ever told you just something and it throws you off? So, and it may not be something really crazy. It can just be something like, hey, Naniyaje, you didn't say hi to me in the morning. And he just bugged you the whole day. You need to know why. You need to find out what's going on. Find out from your mom. Maybe the time I asked my mom, hey, my mom, I need, mom, I need to know. How was my childhood? How did I grow up? Who did I like? What kind of chicks was I saying hi to even at 10 years old? Those things help. I'm not going to check his side, but it's true. <laughs> like ask your dad, how do you see me as a guy? Hopefully, if you have a good relationship with him. How do you see me as a man? You've seen me grow up next to you. How do you see me make decisions? Do I need to style up? Do I need to change? Do I need to... Like, what gifts do you see inside of me? What talent did you see even as a kid inside of me? We need to make these things. But more than all of that, we must go to the scriptures that should direct every of our decision, every of our thinking. It should direct us. Full stop. Allow me to read these verses and we'll be done. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do you treasure? Is it Manchester? Is it Arsenal? Is it Liverpool? Is it Chelsea? 
Is it with? Is it weak? <laughs> is it haircut? Is it salon? Excuse me, Ujua. Is it long nails? Is it just French? <laughs> Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do. Everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 3.5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. <laughs> with all, all, not a bit, all, and lean not in your own understanding. Proverbs 23, 26, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Give me your heart. What God demands of us is we give him all of our heart. That's the only way their heart's wickedness and deceit will not mess us. We must give it. He comes in and now begins a work, a process of changing it, making it like him. It's a pull and tug thing all through your life. Hatiako inasemai wadi na kukumbusha. No, it is this way. Your heart demands of this. The word of God na kumbia. No, this is it. Psalms 73 verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Even when your heart is broken. The Bible tells us that he is the friend and is very close to the brokenhearted. When it's broken, we remember, hey, 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 Jehovah is our friend. He heals the broken heart. That is him. So don't even trust your heart in the place of brokenness. You must lean on him. Psalms 51 was telling to me, Create in me a pure heart. Oh Lord, not oh money, not oh Biashara, not oh my children, oh my wife. Create in me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That is his work. He's the one who does it. Psalms 19:14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, oh God. The more he works on your heart, the more it is pleasing to him. Matthew 5, 8, blessed, now this is the blessing. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You will see him as he works on your heart, as he continues to just put your heart where it's supposed to be, as he gives you the desires of his heart, and he continues to fill us, we see him. My prayer for us, even as we pray in closing, is that we will begin to be consciously aware consciously aware of the blind spots that we have. It does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. We are all, we all have something wrong with us. We all have issues. It just makes it better for us to know who we are, what we like, what we don't like. And the more we do that, the more even now you can have even informed prayers, informed conversations with the Lord. You can say, Jehovah, I struggle with selfishness. I struggle with anger. I struggle with X, Y, Z. Maze, help me. There's nothing as beautiful as knowing what your issues are. I'm not going to issues are in the jungle. It's to see what? Amen. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.